post-COVID workforce management, the new labor code, and other risks. In conversation with R. Raj Narayan, Senior Vice President and Chief Human Resources Officer, Titan Industries, Dr. Prince Augustine, Executive Vice President, Group Human Capital and Leadership Development, Mahindra & Mahindra, Rashmi Pradeep, Partner, General Corporate Practice, Cyril Amarchand, Mangaldas. Last month, Parliament passed wide-ranging amendments to India's labor laws, completing the process of merging 44 separate central laws into four labor codes on wages, social security, industrial relations, and occupational safety and health. How will these change the path for companies in managing their workforce? At a broader level, with the boundaries between home and the workplace eroding, what considerations and risks do CHROs need to keep in mind to remain compliant and efficient in a post-COVID world? The answers, it would seem, require both management acumen and a nuanced understanding of the regulatory framework. At a recent online session of the India CHRO Forum, R. Raj Narayan, Senior Vice President and Chief Human Resources Officer at Titan Industries, Dr. Prince Augustine, Executive Vice President, Group Human Capital and Leadership Development at Mahindra & Mahindra, and Rashmi Pradeep, Partner in the General Corporate Practice of Cyril Amarchand Mangaldas, shared their diverse perspectives on critical workforce-related challenges, the impact of the new labor codes on business, and what these mean for CHROs. The Catapult into Work from Home The coronavirus-led lockdown provided an opportunity for companies to discard their age-old operating models and leapfrog into a new mode of work from home. Contrary to what might have been expected, the response was remarkably smooth. Remote work presented many challenges, but organizations responded with commendable speed and vigor. For vehicle maker Mahindra & Mahindra, it was a priority to manage the hostage mindset of its locked-up employees and keep them in a positive frame of mind. The other priority was to create safe conditions for its 10,000 to 15,000 blue-collar workers returning to work. It ramped up employee engagement supported by strong continuous communication and robust online training frameworks. It established strict health and safety protocols, including zoning the workforce, and worked hard to safely transport in 3,000 to 4,000 people from different parts of Maharashtra. The IR department collaborated with hospitals and doctors to respond to emergencies, while the logistics department ensured alignment with outsourcing partners. As much as 50% of the company's work is outsourced. Supporting all of these efforts was strong employee trust and cooperation. COVID-19 has sparked a massive adoption of digital technologies, including consumer-facing, video conferencing, and e-commerce applications. The retail sector has seen a radical shift from brick-and-mortar to online, upending the very nature of customer interactions. For luxury goods maker Titan, automation, reskilling, and protecting employees' mental health were all critical issues, as was productivity. Titan foresees 60% of its workforce operating from office and the remaining 40% from home when things return to normal but this is likely to pose challenges in terms of communication. Employment structures are also evolving, 
giving rise to new roles. For instance, gig employment is gaining prominence and will allow people across regions, age groups and skill sets to pick up work without being tied down to a single project. This will require employees across all roles and hierarchies to work collaboratively. HR at Titan is working towards finding solutions to respond to these new challenges. Evolving Industrial Relations The current focus on work from home tends to limit the discourse around employment mainly to white-collar staff. However, it is an entirely different challenge to manage shop floor workers who are often linked with trade unions. It is a popular myth that IR in India is complex and that trade unions are belligerent. The reality is that labor relations are far more complex in countries like the UK, Germany and New Zealand. In fact, compared to 30 years ago, labor unions in India have become far more cooperative and strikes and disputes much less frequent. For instance, earlier, M&M would take six years to introduce a change as small as a new time clocking system. Today, the company is able to alter entire shop floor layouts without resistance from the workmen. In India, labor falls in the concurrent list, allowing both states and the center to legislate on it. However, legal recourse tends to be slow and applies almost exclusively to the organized workforce, which is a small share of the total. Unorganized workers have very limited access to collective bargaining. India's federal governance also means, for instance, that setting a nationwide minimum wage for shop floor workers requires each state to notify the rules. The recently enacted labor codes are likely to provide greater certainty, enhancing labor relations. Contractual workers continue to operate in more of a gray zone, but it is vital to treat them with fairness and transparency. The impact on the regulatory regime with the advent of work from home, a number of existing laws have become harder to interpret to ensure compliance with regard to both white and blue-collar workers. Additionally, a number of complex changes have been introduced at the state and central levels, and governments have intervened more frequently during the pandemic on issues that are already covered by the labor laws. These include near-term restrictions on firing employees and the requirement to pay full wages through the lockdown. Subsequently, though the government withdrew certain regulations, such as the MHA's controversial May 2020 notification, the Supreme Court has ruled that employers and employees can negotiate mutually agreeable settlements and the Centre has unveiled policy measures, such as reducing the EPF deduction rate from 12% to 10% and waiving penalties on late payments. Several states have also jumped into the game, amending certain laws, primarily the Factories Act, Industrial Disputes Act, and the Contract Labor Regulation Act, to improve ease of business. In some cases, these changes have been successfully challenged in the courts. Gujarat, for instance, sought to change the limits on working hours through Section 5 of the Factories Act. But this is only applicable when there is a public emergency or other threat to national security. Accordingly, the Gujarat High Court struck it down. Similarly, Karnataka failed to find legislative approval for an ordinance relaxing its labor laws. Such uncertainties make it difficult for businesses to operate efficiently 
especially when they need to ensure compliance with laws across multiple states. Given that many Indian labor laws are specific to define physical premises, establishments or workplaces, work from home creates compliance issues. These include, for instance, administrative issues like clocking in and out, ensuring that employees take permission before clocking in overtime, and rising leave balances, which may result in huge liabilities on employers' books. As a result, businesses are now seeking legislative changes that better align the laws with work from home. At another level, working from home can blur the line between professional and personal life. and companies need to redefine their guidelines in terms of expected conduct from employees navigating the new labor codes in september parliament passed wide ranging amendments to labor laws completing the task of collapsing 44 separate central laws into four labor codes those on wages social security industrial relations and occupational safety and health all four codes have received presidential assent and now await final notification it is possible that not all of them will come into effect simultaneously and detailed rules will need to be written for each at different levels of government state and center currently expectations are that the codes will come into effect from april 2021 for employers what is worth noting is the general simplification of rules or at the very least greater uniformity of definitions across the codes Some of the key changes include the wage code. Earlier employers would tend to load different allowances into the definition of wages. Resultantly, when basic wage was used as the base for calculating social security contributions, allowances were often left out, a practice that gave rise to much litigation. This issue has now been largely addressed with allowances in excess of 50% of remuneration getting added into the wage. The social security code. Fixed term contracts and fixed term employees have now been recognized. Contract workers will be eligible for the same employee benefits as regular employees. Even if fixed term employees are employed only for a part of their contract period, they would still receive gratuity. on the proportionate share of the period the code also mandates the government to set up social security schemes for the unorganized sector and gig workers the industrial relations code the threshold for layoffs or retrenchment from industrial establishments have been increased from 100 to 300 in the chapter applicable to factories mines and plantations it also allows state governments to raise these limits further The other big change is in terms of provisions for strikes. The notice requirements have been made more or less uniform for all industries. The Occupational Safety and Health Code. This code will apply to all establishments, but states have the flexibility to lay out their own rules and notifications in this regard. In India, labor has historically been unskilled, unempowered, and immobile. but the recent changes to the law are meant to shift the terms on which india's 500 million strong workforce is employed the government believes that the new codes are pro employee but this is still being debated and only time will tell whether they will in fact change the employment landscape